going to the spa, going to the chiropractor, getting acupuncture, all these things are not luxury. What they are is they're just as important as you going to the doctor and you getting a checkup. Hey, I'm Coach Zen, an intuitive life coach for women who have experienced emotional trauma in their lives. Welcome to Lifers Podcast, designed to strengthen and nurture the interior parts of you, that is, your inner self. Here, I and my special guests provide you with love, light, and insight. We also expand your awareness so that you can live as a healthy adult from within to create sustainable, lasting change in your life. New episodes of Life First Podcast airs bi-weekly on Sundays and is available on all major podcast platforms. Get ready to nourish your inner self. Today's life verb, we are discussing ruminating thoughts. So what is a ruminating thought? A ruminating thought is an excessive thought. For instance, ruminating thoughts look like this. I feel like I'm always in my head. I'm always thinking with my head, not my heart. I have racing thoughts. It's like I'm in this hamster wheel and they just keep going and going and going and going and going to the point where the thought is actually, it's so excessive. It's so excessive. And many people um, confuse and use the not proper terminology by saying, oh, I'm an overthinker. I'm an overthinker. Like it really waters down <laughs> ruminating thoughts. And for some, it's not that you're an overthinker. It's that you're having ruminating thoughts for some. That's not for everybody, but for some. People who experience ruminating thoughts are consistently dwelling on things like, have you ever met somebody who is like, they just dwell on this thought and they just won't let it go. And it, I mean, all the time, that is what ruminating thoughts look like. It also looks like the fact that you feel you're not able to shut your mind off, which means you may have difficulty sleeping. And then it also looks like that you tend to overthink everything, which is not a tend to, it's you do overthink everything and analyze it and dissect it and and, and pull it completely apart. Like for instance, let's say you're in a store and you're waiting in the deli and there's a customer that bumps into you or something. What an initial thought would look like is, oh, they bumped into me. You know, they said, sorry, you know, excuse me, apologize, what have you. And you moved on. Ruminating thoughts is you're dwelling on that thought. And then from that thought, you start to create narratives 
around it, right? Like, oh my goodness, they bumped, they bumped into me and, and, and my purse was open. Did they take something from my purse? Did they rob me? Like, it's just all these thoughts that just come from just an instance that really was an accident and it was nothing more, nothing less than that. So what are some signs of ruminating thoughts? I gave the example of what a ruminating thought looks like, but what are some signs of ruminating thoughts? It's when you're focusing on a problem for more or a difficulty for more than just a few idle minutes. Again, like the instance in the grocery store. That's just minutes. It happened. It's done moving forward, but you're dwelling, you're dwelling. And the way I like to explain ruminating thoughts to my clients is you're really obsessing over it. You're obsessing over it and you're looking way too much into it. And ruminating thoughts can also seem kind of haunting in a way as well. And if you've experienced trauma in your life, then oftentimes you will have ruminating thoughts. And ruminating thoughts can, it's really tied together with the way that our bodies actually respond to trauma. Well, how so then? Well, for instance, if you're a person who's experienced trauma, you may find it difficult now to trust yourself. You may ask others, there may be some confidants that you have where you check in with them to really form how you really feel about it, especially if you've been through any type of sexual traumas. But in the women's circle, I had went over the six responses, y'all, the six trauma responses that our body gives off when we experience a traumatic event. These are ways that our body actually responds to it in a way of protecting us. But this is the thing. Sometimes our brain is sending, you know, it, it, the message is being sent, but it's not a helpful message. It's not accurate because there's not always danger there. Okay. And that has to do with the subconscious. That's a whole nother different topic for another different day. If you would love for me to explain the subconscious mind, the conscious mind, and go deeper into that, go to my website, fill out the form and, and let me know. And then I'll do a podcast episode about that. But the most common body responses to trauma is the freeze, the flight, or the fight. And I literally just had a conversation with the recce master and he was talking about how, especially when it comes to people of color with slavery and, and all that, this whole fight mentality, survival mode mentality, many may refer to generational curses. And he said, that's not far off, but it's really the epigenetic energy and epigenetic energy can last for 25 years, which is basically the passing on of these modulations of the offspring that constitutes to epigenetic inheritance. 
So it's it's caused due to the the environment which you are in, and it can cause like environmental stresses, and it's it's the response to that, the response to the environment that you are in, the environmental cues, the stresses, and such. And with slavery, and if you believe that you have generational curses in your family, what it really is, is that epigenetic energy that basically came through. It's the energy that they did not process, that they did not work through, that they did not move. And it can last for 25 years. So think about that, you all. So he was basically saying, as people of color, when we have that fight response, that is what it's due to. So this is the thing. We always talk about, oh, breaking generational curses. I'm going to be the first one to, to do this. I'm going to do that. What about the inner work? What about the inner work? How about we do that? We want to be the first one to have a business, the first one to go to college, the first one to stop children being raised without a family unit. But what about the inner work? Because the inner work would literally reverse all of it. It would reverse all of it. And it was just so interesting because when he said that, I was like, oh my gosh. So our body, that is our trauma response. Fight, that is a trauma response. It's actually the third trauma response. With your heart rate, your heart rate increasing. You may attempt to counteract the danger. You feel like fighting, confronting, being a perpetuator in a situation. Hot-headedness. Fight. I want to put up a fight. I got to defend myself at all times when that's not so. Hey, it's Coach Zen. I'm an intuitive life coach for women who have experienced emotional trauma in their lives. What's emotional trauma, you ask? Here's some examples. Sexual trauma, low self-confidence, being gaslit, trauma in the workplace, and the list goes on and on. Think of me as a human compass guiding you on how to rediscover redirect your life and own your power. I have been trained and mentored by the best of the absolute best. And I work with women who are on their healing journey or who are looking to start their journey. I also built a phenomenal community of women they are women of the same spirit and they're dedicated to living within their higher self by doing the inner work. These women are actively, as we speak, creating the life and outcomes that they want. We are a community that has a powerful virtual bond to support one another. And it's called the Women's Circle. So if you're ready, to create sustainable change in your life by either joining my community or scheduling an individual coaching call with me, then visit 
www.lifeverbs with an s podcast.com that is l i f e v e r b s p o d c a s t blessings and abundance there's the fight flight or freeze and then there are three additional trauma responses and it amazes me every single time because first of all i'm always shocked especially when it comes predominantly when it comes to people if you've never worked with a therapist you've never worked with a trauma coach you've never worked with a psychotherapist psychologist anyone that really deals with trauma I get that you may not know this, but those of you who have, because nine times out of 10, the reason why you're going to a therapist is because you've experienced some trauma. Nine times out of 10. And I've had clients and friends and family who literally have no idea about these trauma responses how our body responds to trauma. And this is something that I literally knew at the age of eight years old, you all, for many different reasons. That's why I'm saying like, I have this practice, but I've been studying for years just due to some of the quote unquote mental illnesses that, that I experienced with adults that were around me, not all adults, but certain adults that were around me. And there's levels to this. You have the first response is the freeze. The second response is the flight. The third response is the fight. The fourth response is the fright. Exactly. F-R-I-D-H-T, like you're frightened from something. And that's just an overwhelm of fear. Your body may become immobile. There may be certain parts that you block out because that fear has, you're allowing that fear to, you're sitting in it. It's not that the fear has a hold on you. You're just sitting in that stagnancy of that fear. So therefore the fright response comes. The fifth response is flag. The flag response is when your blood pressure can drop and you become numb. How many of you have ever felt just numb? An event happens and you're just numb because all that trauma is, is it is energy. Energy is everything. Everything is energy and energy is everything. It's just energy. It's energy that has got to be moved and it's not moved by you just reading a book, looking on YouTube, doing this, that, and the third, what, listening to quotes every day, playing your affirmational music. That's not how it's moved. There are tools and techniques that I utilize that really support you and will actually move the energy. And then you even take it a step further 
to go to a Reiki master, do sound healing. These are things that really move that energy because what I was speaking in the women's circle is these are not the end-all be-all of your body responses. It's not like, okay, well, I'm going to go into one of these trauma responses and that's it. There's no other way. There is. There's an alternative. And you heard about that during the episode um, with Joy Frequency talking about with sound healing, Instead of going into the fight or flight, you go into the rest and digest. And there are other tools that also will take you to that rest and digest, which really deals with the inner child because the inner child is all about the emotions. It's about emotions. If you have any issues with intimacy, trust, fun, your spontaneous self. You may be working, sitting at the computer and all of a sudden you're like, Ooh, I want to shop on Amazon. That's inner child. So we talked about flag. The sixth response is faint. The faint F A I N T. And my Southern accent is getting in there. This is the final response. This happens in extreme cases. And it's losing the ability to really send messages to your body in order to take action. And how I view the faint response is basically the flag and the freeze response in one. Hey y'all, Pink Lady here. I'm a podcast producer, director, coach, and host. And I want to tell you all about my production company, Pink Lady Productions. We collaborate with creatives like you who are driven to share your message by launching your podcast from A to Z and coaching you through the process. To learn more about our services, check out our website at pinkladyprod.com. That's P-I-N-K-L-A-D-Y. P-R-O-D.com. We also discussed big T trauma and little T trauma. And so many other things you all were discussed during the women's circle. So I encourage you, invest in yourself. The women's circle now is open. It's free. We meet once a month every third Wednesday, unless it's a holiday, and then the date will be rescheduled. And there are so, it's your support system. It's a virtual support system where you can come, you can share, you can hear insights from me, but you also hear the experiences of your peers. And there's so much, there's such a massive healing energy within that because it's just something about knowing that you're not alone because I don't know about your experiences but in my past experiences there have been many times where I have felt that I am absolutely alone in a situation because nobody around me is going through that or has gone through that So I'm not able to really talk to anybody about it. And that's also where additional support comes in with coaching. But even if you do have a support system, 
they're not trained in this specialty, in the variety of specialties that I'm trained in or other professionals are trained in. I want to shift into a thought that's really been predominant on my mind. And that is this. Going to the spa, going to the chiropractor, getting acupuncture, all these things are not luxury. What they are is they're just as important as you going to the doctor and you getting a checkup. It's a part of your health and your overall well-being. In this world, looking good, it's perpetuated so much, but what about feeling good? What about being a healthy adult from within? You all know I'm on my weight loss journey. And if you're on a weight loss journey, doing the work from within will create what, I'm not going to say it creates ease because it's difficult. It is difficult. You're meeting a lot of thresholds when you're losing weight because it's so much easier to gain it than to lose it. Trust me, I know. <laughs> However, you're able to have more patience with it. And now I finally have reached the place where I am having patience with myself. I'm not allowing anybody, anything to rush me. Because if I do, then that's an insecurity that I got to work on within myself. I got to be patient and it's not going to happen overnight. It's a process. It takes steps. Going from drinking juice to drinking water takes steps. I'm going to give you an example of how I did it because my intuition is saying many people just heard that on this podcast and they're really wanting to implement more water. Well, this was my journey with it because I love juice. When I tell you I love juice, I love juice. And the juice I love are like the Simply Juices, like the juice. I don't like the juice that you get on the shelf. I like the juice that you buy in the produce area. I just feel it's more fresh. I love that juice, but it still contains a lot of sugar. A lot of sugar. And I didn't believe that. I thought because it was in the produce area that it wasn't going to take up. It didn't have as much sugar because it's got to be refrigerated. Clearly, I was incorrect. So I went from juice to drinking San Pellegrino because I like spritzers too. I like fizz. So I would cut down my juice. Then I would start drinking the San Pellegrino, Mountain Valley, whatever your favorite mineral water is, drinking that. I'm actually drinking some right now. And I put a lime in it. And then when I went out to eat or what have you, club soda with lime became one of my favorites. It also saves money on your bill. Some places charge for it, some places don't, but if they do, it was. Now... I know inflation and stuff, but it was at least two or something dollars because it's just club soda. It's not like an actual juice or soda that you're drinking. Um, it's very accessible, right? They have to have club soda for the soda machines, for the cocktails, so on and so forth. And make sure it's club soda, not tonic water. Just saying. 
So there's steps. Then I was able to transition from that to regular water because then I started putting lemon or lime in my water. There are people that do the, the infused fruit water. And that's amazing. And kudos to you who do that. But for one, I don't like to chop up stuff. One, I don't like to chop up fruit like that. Two, what I came to find is the fruit, like you have to change that out in a good amount of time. You're not able to just leave the fruit in there because that's not good either. I just have lemons, limes, just chop that up because that's the only thing I'm chopping. I'm not chopping all this fruit. Chop that up and I keep lemon slices in a Ziploc bag, limes in a Ziploc bag. I have my crushed ice and just toss it in my water. And I could literally be drinking on that one piece of fruit all day. Okay? It takes steps. So my question to you is, what step are you going to take? For the inner work within yourself. Because if you truly want to be a healthy adult, you're not just working on the body, you're working on the inside. They go in tandem. It's your overall well-being. You got to exercise that spirituality muscle. You got to exercise. You got to understand the heart-mind relationship. Work on the internal as far as your heart, organs, and joints, and then the external as well. But it's a process. It takes time. But I'm here to support you. So again, what's next for you? What are you going to do to take better care of yourself internally? Oh, Zen, well, I take great care of myself. Okay. You see everything that's going on in the world? It's being perpetuated because of the energy. Because a lot of people are quote unquote on a healing journey, but they're stagnant on their journey. Let's get real about it. They're stagnant on the journey. They're not building that spiritual muscle. They don't understand the heart-mind relationship. They're not doing the inner work from within with emotions. There are a lot of things that you feel that you've worked through that you have not completely worked all the way through trust and believe i know i've had a lot of conversations and work with a lot of people on top of my own experiences i'm here to support you you can visit my website it's in the show notes to schedule a session with me and take care of yourself all the way around full circle that's it love to hear from you. Visit my website, www.lifeverbspodcast.com to let me know how this podcast episode activated you today. Send in your life verb, the rooting system that anchors you, and any questions that you would like to be answered. sure to like and review this podcast wherever you listen to it. To learn more about my personal coaching services for women, 
to join the Women's Circle, which is a virtual, supportive, uplifting, and empowering group of women who meet monthly from all over the globe. And to receive my quarterly newsletter, visit my website, www.lifeverbs, with an S, podcast.com. Contact me on Instagram, at symbol, lifeverbs, with an S, podcast. All this information is located in the show notes. Always remember to keep your soul hydrated and your spirit fortified.